Morning and welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We got Jay, we got Jay Moore, we got you on a Waddle Wednesday. 312-332 ESPN 332-3776 our phone number. Don't forget you can watch our show on YouTube as well. YouTube.com. Make sure you hit that subscribe button for the ESPN Chicago channel. Watch the shows live. All the content we have there on YouTube. Look for ESPN Chicago. Yeah, Cap, that story coming across regarding, uh, you know, common sense and hygiene, the double dipping, the chip. Yeah, Clemson University, and I'm sure everyone else is saying that that is a no-no, that you just don't do that. And Clemson University, you know, had this story about Petri dishes. When you are around, you know, Hershey's syrup or cheese dip or salsa, that it's like a Petri dish. Salsa followed by chocolate then cheese come across as ways that you could spread bacteria, salsa more than anything else. Now, here's the thing. That doesn't make you a germaphobe. That's just is that you just don't want to be able to have the backwash or the bacteria from someone else's mouth. Imagine what we're talking about is taking a chip and putting it into salsa, biting half of it, and then going back in to that, to that same salsa and finishing it up. Well, no. Because now that's someone else's bacteria. That's a person's bacteria in the chip and in the salsa twice. You know, it was another one that I remember reading a similar study. You know how you would leave a nicer restaurant? I'm not talking about like a subway. Mm-hmm. You leave a nicer restaurant and they have a little glass dish with those chalky mints. Oh, yes, yes. They're not individually wrapped. Yes. <laughs> There's just a thing and they're multicult. They're like... There's a pink one and a white one and a light green and a light blue. And you just sit back in a corner and observe and watch how many people don't use the little spoon that's there. No. Put their hands in there. Okay, I'm not eating those. And the testing was how many bacteria were on those mints from people who ate their meal, went to the bathroom, don't wash their hands. Dude, I wash my hands walking into the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to touch myself with dirty hands? No shot. No shot. Touch yourself where? You're going to the bathroom. Well, yeah. What do you mean? You just unzip and let it go, don't you? Well, sometimes you've got to aim it. <laughs> <laughs> and why do I do, want... Do you? Do you have to? Why do I want germs... From whatever was going on on this console, right? No, or the or the door handle, or the sink for that matter, right? Like I plug my car in outside, yeah, in the parking garage. Sure, there's an electric charger. Yeah, well, I don't know what maniac was using the charger before me, who doesn't wash his hands mm-hmm. and picks his nose oh. and whatever. Mm. Oh, mm. yeah, I'd love that all over me. No, I'm going to pass. Someone else's bacteria, someone else's germs. Correct. So I wash my hands in and out. I wonder do people feel the same way that you feel. Now, you would think with the CDC and everything else that happened in, um, with the pandemic that we are, if nothing else, we would be more aware of making sure that your hands are clean. Mm-hmm. But for some, Cap, it does not matter. As we've known, we've go to, listen, guys are more disgusting than anything else. Right, because some guys just do not care about that. Grab the hold of the bathroom door, 
don't wash hands. We see this all the time. We see people come out of stalls and just walk and just, out and just go right through. It's like, well, wait a minute. So I got to reach to the door handle of you wiping. Hopefully, hopefully you wiped. But there's some that don't even do that. And they just go right out the door and just go out about their business. You have to be considerate of if nothing else yourself and your own because you get sick that way. Correct. Now the new thing is in a lot of places, there is a thing at the bottom of the door when you come in and out. Yeah. Because you push the door to get in. You pull the door to open it to walk out. Mm -hmm. There's a foot pedal now. You put your foot on it and just pull the door open. Okay. So you don't have to put your hands on the door handle. Nope. (laughs) That's crazy, man. I wonder, uh, Shay, you are are familiar with Seinfeld, this whole double dip the chip. You knew the the clip we were playing last hour, right? Yeah, of course. So, I mean, so was Costanza right to double dip the chip? Absolutely. I'm a huge double dipper. I don't care. But we've also talked about this. Like, okay, I will never, ever eat any chip dip bowl that you're involved in. Why? Well, I don't see the issue. If I'm with people that I know on a like intimate basis, I'm good with it. If I'm with my parents, yeah, I'm going to double dip my no, chip. I d- no. Sorry. My kids, my what? No. I don't want you dipping a ch- chip... <laughs> Take a bite and dip it back in. I will never touch anything again that you're involved in like that. Yeah, but he's with loved ones. He already knows their germs. What's the problem? Like, me and my wife have a uh, thing of salsa. I'm double dipping the chip. Yeah, if it's you and your wife at home. But still, I take a little ladle or a spoon and put it on my plate or in my little bowl. Yes. And I dip my own. I don't, unless it's my container. Yes. Like, I got a... Daisy Dips, who we do the commercials for. Mm-hmm. I got a container. It's mine. Sure. Mindy does not eat it. Right. It's mine. It says DK's on it. I wrote on it. I can do whatever I want. I could dip my celery, my carrots, whatever. I'm going to a party and Norling bites a big Tostitos chip and dips right. it back in there again. At you a party where there's my mixed ass. company, and I don't know who everybody... I'm not going to a party and double dipping. I don't I just care if it's the four of us in here. Love you dearly. You break a chip off with your mouth biting into it and stick it back in that dip, you can go stick it. I'm not eating it again. That's odd. That that's he, more dip that, for me. Yeah, that's... <laughs> you know what? Yeah, that's odd that he'd be against the mix there. I don't think... I mean, I, I would say... Okay, I, do you let your dogs kiss your face? I don't let them kiss me on the mouth. Yeah. You let them lick your face when you get home? It, it's it's happened. Damn. I also wash my face. You also sleep naked with them. I'm under cover. You're under cover? Really? Yeah. I've never heard that about you. Yeah. How about that, Jay Moore? He's undercover. D-E-A. Okay. <laughs> well, hello. Yes, I'm undercover. Mickey Spillane's. David Kaplan is as a detective. Yeah. But... but, but I, to, to Shay's point, he's saying that it's if it's him and his wife, that's their household salsa. That's our household chocolate. No, if it's in front of everybody else, no. Like if it's my, my wife and I, if it's, it's just the two of us in the home. Okay, if she's able to uh, have the same dip I have, that's fine. We prefer to have our own containers, but if it just happens to be us together, fine. What, am I going to die because of her bacteria or vice versa? I'm not saying that if it's just you and Peacock. Yeah. I get it. I'm, I, but... Him? Yeah. He's wide he, open with it. Or at a party? Yes. No. Yes, because there's more for him. 
God bless. You can have the whole thing then. I'm going to spoon what off it, a little at the top, and you can have the rest. Well, in a party, like I'll go over if there's like a queso bowl or something. You grab a little bit, you put it on your own plate, and then you're free to do what you want to do. Well, I don't know that a maniac like you hasn't already been in the queso bowl. You'll never know. That's the point. That's why I don't usually eat food at parties. <laughs> You'll never know. Damn. That's why I you just ru- don't sweat it. What, what am I going to do? Worry about it all the time? I don't worry about it. I just don't eat it. Now, when it comes to that vegetable tray, when you get the carrots and the cucumbers and, you know, chickpeas, whatever it comes with it, right? You like to get it before, before it's unwrapped. If it's sitting there underneath the, uh, the foil right. or the, like the saran wrap, you open it up like, oh, let me just get it first. Correct. Because it's sealed, right? Like, I'll give you an example. First. We were in the, that double skybox at guaranteed rate. Yeah. And there's nothing I'm going to eat there. I'm not eating a hot dog. I'm not eating deep-fried chicken finger. I'm just not eating it. It's not what I eat. Am I wacky with my diet? Yeah, I guess I am, but I'm not eating it. Well, there was the vegetable tray that came in, Mm -hmm. and it was the big plastic, like, snap-on top. Yeah, I saw it. And I went over. I opened it up, took the tongs, not my hands. Mm -hmm. I got a bunch of vegetables. There's the ranch or... French onion dip, mm-hmm. took the spoon, put some on my plate, put it back, snapped it closed. Have at it, Norling. Drool all over it because I ain't going to be partaking any longer. Did you clear off the tongs, by the way? Did you, did you clean those? Did I clean the tongs? Yeah. I mean, that's what you took the uh, vegetables with, didn't you? Where those Dang. tongs been? I don't know. I set them right back where they were on a plate right next to the... I'm just, saying, I'm just saying, if you're going to go that way, go all the way. Make sure you make sure that the tongs are safe too. They were. I so, never. Well, you don't know if they had them in my mouth. What's that? I didn't have the tongs in my mouth. <laughs> if you're proud of the expression, yes. The tongs were <laughs> yes. clean. Uh-huh. Picked them up, grabbed the vegetables with them, <clears> set <throat> the tongs back down, closed everything back up. Mm-hmm. Now a maniac like Norling with his dirty hands comes in. And I don't have to worry Where about it. Where is this coming from? Dirty hands, Norling. Pop, 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 pop. Correct. What's up, fellas? No, this is not fit. I just don't think the double dippings, you're not avoiding a whole lot. Like, Cap, if you're at a table with friends and somebody dips a chip, takes a bite off the chip, breaks the chip, and then dips a part that wasn't dipped or that didn't touch their mouth. Are wait. you okay with that? Wait, 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 wait. There's... A do- uh, we'll call it a Dorito. Yeah, Dorito, Tostito, sure. Okay, they dip it in the dip. Yeah. And then what do they do? They take a bite off the chip, yeah. and then they break the chip, or they put the part that didn't go in their mouth into the dip. That whole chip was near their mouth? They yes. Bit- but yeah, you no. know what else was near their mouth? was their fingers, which are holding the chip and going into the dip. But they don't have the dip all over their fingers. Damn. How do you know? Uh, you, I see their hand going into it, and they got it all over, and they're licking their finger. No. That's why I like my own food. And when I go to someone's home, many times I don't eat because they don't eat like I eat. That's fine. Yeah. They don't have to appease me. Well, I'll eat when I get home. Well, diet aside, because that's not what we're talking about here. Diet aside, we're just talking about cleanliness. Yes. That's what we're talking about, decency. Now, again, some people are not raised with that decency. Guy over your shoulder. Not raised with the decency Correct. to be able to understand, hey, you know what? I can get sick if I'm double dipping the chip and I got my fingers in it. Because, by the way, you can be as careful as possible, very meticulous as possible about trying to dip that chip. Your fingertips is going to hit it, Cap. Right. Your, finger, your fingertips is going to hit that salsa, right. hit that chocolate. 
that, that you know, what, whatever, that hit that cheese. It's going to happen. All I know is that you have to just be very careful these days because some people just don't wash their hands. Right. This whole thing with the pandemic, I know it's about, it was all about trying to, you know, stay healthy. But ultimately, what they were saying is, wash your damn hands. That's what yeah. they were telling you. Grab your hands. But that's, what, that's what they were telling you. Maniacs. Stop being so dirty. Yes. But for Costanza uh, on Seinfeld, now, nah. What are you doing? <laughs> what? Did, did you just double dip that chip? Excuse me? You double dipped the chip. Double dipped? What, what, what are you talking about? You dipped the chip, you took a bite, and you dipped again. <laughs> so? That's like putting your whole mouth right in the dip. <laughs> From now on, when you take a chip, just take one dip and end it. Well, I'm sorry, Timmy. But I don't dip that way. Oh, you don't, huh? No. You dip the way you want to dip. I'll dip the way I want to dip. Give me the chip. Hey, hey, hey. Well, they're fighting about it. That's really funny. Going back to Seinfeld. The first time I learned, as we go to the phone lines, the first time I learned about bacteria and germs was this. So, you know, my family's from Arkansas, mm-hmm. and they would come up, up that two-lane road all the way to Chicago from Little Rock or Hope or whatever down there in that area and spend time with us in Chicago to visit. My uncle, my dad's brother, uh, L.C., mm-hmm. you think that Bob Hood was a big guy. L.C. was every bit of 6'8". He also had Ben Wallace hair, so it was almost a seven-footer when he would walk into the hood home. Wow. He was a big guy uh-huh. and always wore overalls. He was as country as the day is long. Come in, and he'd, he'd just say, hey, you know what? Uh, I brought some moonshine, May. Just like, like okay, moonshine, because he had his still down there, and he would he loved the spirits, loved to drink, and loved to be able to cook and brought in Whatever he found on the road to bring in to cook, <laughs> whatever that was. I didn't eat it, but whatever he found, because he was a hunter as well. Cap, there was one day that uh, there was a little bit too much moonshine in the home, and Elsie's walking around at 3 in the morning. I'm a kid. I'm no more than 7 or 8 years old. And, you could, and from my bedroom, you could see the kitchen. You could see the light from the refrigerator. You know, that light comes on. It, it illuminates the entire kitchen. And I saw L.C. take a swig of milk, not with a glass or a mug. Oh, God. Just right out, of the, right out of the jug cap. Turned it up. Every bit of turning it up. Breakfast happens the next day. Johnny, would you like some? No, I'll pass. Because <laughs> I didn't have the, the guts to say, hey, Mom, L.C. turned up the, the milk at 3 o'clock in the morning last night. I, didn't, I passed on milk. But you love your cocoa. Pu- no, I'm good. No, because I knew that that wasn't great. I knew LC had been drinking the night before, and I was thinking, well, I don't know if I'm going to get high or drunk or what's going to happen, but I knew about bacteria even at that time. I said, this doesn't sound right. If I have cereal from Uncle LC turning up the milk jug, I might get sick. I knew that as a child, Cap. Right, right. I just knew that wasn't right. right. Then, of course, when LC left, hey, Mom, just so you know, LC drank out of that milk jug. He did what? Yeah, he did. I saw it. Why didn't you say anything? I was afraid. Right. <laughs> he's six nine. Yeah, six eight. Six eight. I want to get my ass beat. Big guy would think about this. An intimidating factor walking through the hallways 
of our home, 6'8 with overalls the entire time. Sometimes with shoes. Wow. Country is a day's long. I thought that thought I had a big family. He was the biggest. Intimidating. If you play basketball, he could block shots too. But I knew even at that time, Cap, oh my God. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. I guess the, the question we have to ask you is, have you been in a situation where you know it's nasty? You know that this person is spreading bacteria, but you didn't say anything? Or did you say something? Could it be a restaurant? Could it be in your home? It happens. Cap is very wary of it because I've seen him. He'd be able to take his sleeve if he has to to be able to open doors. Yeah. I've seen you do that. Yep. Uh, Hyde Park, Adam is on ESPN 1000 on Cap and J. Hood. Adam, good morning. Gentlemen, how's it going? What's up, brother? Uh, it's going. So I grew up working in restaurants, right? And um, part of like the, the side work at the end of the night was when all the silverware came out of the dishwasher, all the servers would sit down and we would hand roll the silverware in napkins. So that meant that every single piece of silverware was touched by a person's hand before being put in a napkin. And this was back when you could still smoke in restaurants. You know, to be the server's table with all the servers with a cigarette hanging out of their mouth. Every piece of silverware was cut. All the little free bread that they put on the table ahead of time, grabbed with the bare hand, cut with, you know. There's probably a million things, you know, that we don't think of where we come into cross-contamination that it's really just useless to worry about the few things that are obvious. You know, it's probably more mental than any actually, you know, safety precautions. You agree with that, Cap? Yeah, 100%. There are so many things you don't think of. It's the same thing when you think through your diet and you think about hidden calories, the sugar in your coffee or the cream that you, how much you, all of it. There's a billion hidden calories. You know, and they say for kids, when you're little, though, the best thing you can do for kids is let them get exposed to all the different germs. Correct. Builds a better immunity. Yeah. Same thing. We have two little grandkids. Ben's going to be three in February and Nora's going to be one in April. And my daughter-in-law is a doctor. And she said, you know, let him try chocolate and peanuts because you want to develop a tolerance to an allergy or find out if there is an allergy at a much younger age. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, on average, a sequence of three double dips, so six dips total, transferred about uh, 10,000 individual bacteria. Right, so a triple norling, and you're probably going to die. Is that what they call it now, the triple norling? Yes. <laughs> triple N, like a wrestler. Damn! Um, no, not like a wrestler. That'd be Triple H, Yeah. right? Well, that, that was the joke, yeah. Yeah, no, I had something. I had something else in mind there. 312-332-3776 is our telephone number. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. So Nick is in Ringwood on ESPN 1000. Where Nick, good the morning. hell is Ringwood? I thought I knew every town in Illinois. Yes. Nick? <laughs> What's going on? What's up, Nick? Where's Ringwood? Hey, we're, we're all the way up north, uh, north of McKinney, right by Wisconsin. Wow. Okay. There you go. So, real so, small, real small. Jump in on our conversation. All right, so I, I just am listening to Cap. He's getting all bent out of shape about a double dip. Yeah. You know, with friends and people you know, I, I get it, right? It seems kind of gross sometimes. But my comment was also about the uh, the whole restaurant industry. I know you like to, to dine. I know you go to nice restaurants. But when you, you walk in there, you sit down and eat, you don't see the, the big picture. Uh, my job, we go into these restaurants sometimes in the middle of the night. Sometimes we see... 
even if it's a nice restaurant. We see cockroaches running across the walls. We see mice in there. They leave food out all night that's going to be prepared in six hours in the morning when they come in. The cooks do not wash their hands after every time they touch something. I can guarantee you, otherwise their hands would fall off. The amount of germs that you're putting in your mouth when you go to a restaurant far surpassed the amount of germs from a double dip in salsa. Disagree, but you do you, kid. Up there in Ringwood. <laughs> Guaranteed. All right. How often do you wash your hands, Nick? I wash my hands all the time. I really do. I'm, I'm a pretty pretty good with my hygiene, but I, I wor- used to work in the restaurant industry, mm-hmm. and I'm in restaurants all the time for fire alarms and stuff, and I see some nasty stuff. <sighs> yeah. I bet. That's just part of it, man. Speaking of, of fire alarms, I went to the fire stations last night of the two firehouses that responded to our house incident on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. I hung out with those guys. I'll show you the picture. I took pictures of one of them with one group. Dude, those guys are so awesome. The Deerfield Fire Department and the Riverwoods, awesome. I talked to the chief yesterday. Chief. Chief Ian. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, just want you to know your crew is amazing. He's like, yeah, I really appreciate that. I said, yes, you need to let the mayor know and whoever else. You got great people there. Did you uh, did, did you mention the TV show Emergency? Did it remind you of anything of Emergency? Yeah, when I was in there, it's funny you said that, taking the picture. Yeah. Last night, I'll show it to you. Right next to it's one of those ambulances. Remember ambulances when we were kids? Used to be like a station wagon? Yes, yes. And you could see the patient in there. Now, they're like those big, <laughs> like a paddy wagon. Yes. And it was right there, and so I'm funny. thinking, Squad 51, and you hear the, the noise, but they weren't on a call when I was in there. Yeah, I brought them dinner. Oh, those guys are awesome, man. First responders, man. They're, they're, they're tough people. And, but they're helping people. They helped you. They did. Yeah, saving lives. It's just the best. That's it. Just the best. So They're just two goofs on the radio, but they do God's work. Shout out Battalion Chief Bobby Dooley. That guy was awesome. 312-332-3776. By the way, Mel Kuyper's first mock draft is out. Um, and as we talked about before, of course... He's all in on Caleb Williams at number one. We moved down on that draft in Washington. Jaden Daniels, quarterback for LSU, is two. Drake May, quarterback for North Carolina, is three. And for Arizona, it's Marvin Harrison at four, wide receiver there from Ohio State. Brock Bowers, tight end from Georgia, is at five. For the Giants, Malik Neighbors, we talked a lot about him, wide receiver from LSU at six. Uh, Joe Alt, offensive tackle for Notre Dame to Tennessee at seven. Atlanta getting Dallas Turner, a linebacker from Alabama, and nine for the Bears, Rome Adunze. Rome Adunze, the wide receiver for Washington. Yep. He'll be there at nine, huh? Looks like it. There are other mocks that say the three receivers, Harrison, Neighbors, and Adunze, will all be gone before the Bears picked. At nine. Correct. So we'll see. It's interesting. It's all, everything is a crapshoot, but the hope is that the Bears get it right. That's what it comes down to. Got you have to get it correct, have Mr. To. Poles. All right, back to the phone lines. Uh, Jason in Crown Point, Indiana, is with us on Cap and J Hood. Jason, good morning. Hey, good morning. First time caller. We appreciate it. Thank you. I'm a big I'm a big advocate of washing hands. I've been like that my whole my whole life, and uh, I think the greatest thing that came out of the pandemic is all those sanitation stations. Yep, everywhere agreed. you go now. <laughs> okay, I want to talk a little bit about the Bears. 
I want to talk about how they've been talking about resetting the quarterback clock is beneficial. Just got a few things, and then I'll hear what you guys have to say. But in my opinion, I believe that loading up on a ton of draft picks and future assets is probably more beneficial for this team. I think you're taking a huge risk on pulling Caleb Williams and a lot of these first overall pick quarterbacks. They haven't really panned out. It's just Bryce, Bryce Young, case in point. Uh, he's the reason why we get that number one pick. And if we didn't have that number one no, pick, he's we not. Be... he's not the reason. That well, is a poorly no, run organization. The poorly run organization and Frank Reich, I agree. That, that too, thank goodness, though. But we do have the number one overall pick, and mm-hmm. that's why we're kind of talking about getting rid of Justin Fields. But we got a golden ticket in draft picks. And, and here's the deal. Same thing with Caleb Williams. Let's say he does pan out, Okay. Three to four years down the road, we're talking about a multi-year deal for him. But the difference is, is all these young talents we're drafting now, they're going to be coming up on their rookie deals at the same time. <laughs> you know, and, and that's going to be a situation where we could load up picks all the way up to 2027. Uh, let's just face it, Justin Fields, I'm not a field apologist. I love him, but I have seen growth in the kid. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys say we've seen him three years. You know, we know what we have with Justin Fields, but not really because year one, Nagy, Dalton was his guy, and he did everything his power pretty much to to set Justin to fail to prove a point, in my opinion, from what I've seen. And his first year as a rookie, I mean, he was on a completely gutted team. That's how he had to learn the hardest position in the NFL. On a completely yeah, gutted team. I, I'm this not year, worried about having first-round picks in 2027. You know what? I'm tired of being abysmal as a football team for 30 freaking years. I want to win yeah, now. You can keep your 2027 first-round pick. Yeah, me too. I mean, I'm a diehard Bears fan. I mean, I'm 45 years old. I've been watching them since Jim Harbaugh. That's, I'm sure you go back further than I do. Uh, it's hard with the quarterback position, though. It's a, it's a huge risk. Uh, you don't know what you're going to get. You just don't. And I just feel that Justin hasn't been managed right. We haven't gotten his full potential. And I still think we're going to have so many assets in the next year or two. If we do trade down, say, one, two spots, say we trade with New England or Washington, you know, one of those guys get some more assets, maybe get Marvin Harrison Jr. And then next year, if it doesn't pan out, or the year after, fifth option after the fifth year option, we got all these assets to to move up in the draft. Right. So then, you know what you become? You're Carolina, giving mm-hmm. a pay through the nose to go get what you think is the next great quarterback. I'm just letting the GM do his job, man. If he, if we, if Shea comes on and goes, breaking news, Bears are trading the pick and they're keeping. Justin, all in, let's go. Mm-hmm. If he says, hey, guess what? They traded Justin. They're keep getting Caleb or Drake or whoever. All in, let's go. I just want us to have a really good situation. Period. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. And again, we are looking at all these coaches that are available and all these quarterbacks will be available in the draft or free agency. I don't know if you'll have this type of these quarterbacks. There's always someone, Cap, but I mean, look at the group of quarterbacks this year. Mm-hmm. We were we were on this a year ago because we saw coming down like, oh, this quarterback class with Stroud and you know, those guys may not be very good, but this upcoming quarterback class, look out because we knew Caleb Williams would be coming. Correct. Drake May would be coming. Correct. JJ McCarthy and all, all these other quarterbacks. So you pass up on them, you just better be ready for the future. We already had a caller said that what if, what if that it doesn't work out with Justin Fields this upcoming season? Then what's your fallback plan? You don't have one. All right. 
You don't have one. You'll be you'll be a, maybe a better ball club next year. But what's your quarter? What's your plan at quarterback when all you've passed up all these other quarterbacks that are available in the first round or first two rounds? That and this is why it's a big decision. Yes, huge decision. All right, Morgan. Phone calls coming up. Three one two three three two ESPN is our phone number. Double dipping the chip. No. Cap says no. Cap says no. The double dip. Of the if you chip. go to a party and there's a bearded dude named Shay Norling, do not follow him in the chip dip line. All right, now you're misrepresenting, <laughs> misrepresenting what he's saying. All right, coming up, we'll get more of your phone calls in. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday morning, seven to ten. You dip the way you want to dip. I'll dip the way I want to dip. Give me the chip. Hey, hey, hey. Give, me, give me the chip. Here's today's headlines Headline. with Captain Jay Hood. All right, Jay Moore. Bucks made a stunning move yesterday, firing first-year head coach Adrian Griffin. Bucks entered yesterday 30-13, second-best record in the NBA. But defensively, they'd gone from top seven in the rankings last year to bottom eight this year. Doc Rivers, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, the frontrunner for the coaching opening. He's been a consultant with the Bucks this season. Another potential Cubs free agent target off the board. Infielder Reese Hoskins signed a deal with Milwaukee yesterday. Two years, $34 million, opt out after the first year. 2024 Baseball Hall of Fame class announced last night. Adrian Beltre, Todd Help, Joe Maurer, all into the Hall of Fame. Zach Levine's trade market is drying up, but now rumors servicing Philly, the Knicks, and Miami are interested in acquiring DeMar DeRozan. And the Packers have fired their longtime D coordinator. Joe Barry is gone. Jay Moore. Cap and Jay Hood are back. I want to thank both you guys, man, for the great season of Bears information. And I just want to say I appreciate you guys and I love the show. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. It's the Captain Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Greeny comes your way at 10 o'clock, followed by Carmen and Yurko at 12. Waddle and Sylvia, 2. Blacken Abdallah, 6 to 745. Right into Illinois and Northwestern basketball right here on your home for sports, ESPN 1000. Cap, any, uh, any Cubs news before we go back to the phone lines? I saw the story about Reese Hoskins. It's a name that you had mentioned that would be a nice choice at first base. Now with the Brewers. Yeah, once the Cubs made the trade for the Dodgers' second-best prospect, he's going to get every chance to win the first base job, along with Matt Mervis, who's at AAA. And then they can use Chris Morrell over at first, potentially. Cody Bellinger, if he re-signs. And most around the game I've talked to believe Bellinger eventually will get done. They're just trying to agree on a number. Uh, Just from a television standpoint... And aesthetically pleasing. Don't you want a big bruiser over at first base? That's what you usually want, right? Tall guy. Long- is a bi- he's built like Rizzo. I mean, like like uh, Morel at first. I mean, that guy is an outfielder. He is. I know that the Cubs may try to piecemeal him into the infield, but that guy has got speed, spunk, ability. I don't think. I think we haven't even scratched the surface on how good Morel can be for the uh, for the Cubs. Then that that looks like an outfielder, doesn't it? Yeah, I think he may end up as a DH. That's where I think you may see him. Then too young, <laughs> right? <laughs> to be a DH, right? Like he is a uh, shifty version of Aloy Jimenez in terms of being pigeonholed as a DH at a young age. I'll make that deal. 
I'd make that deal with you right now. I like Morell a lot. We get we get a lawyer, you get Morell? Sure. No shot. Why not? Because the other guy can't stay healthy. I, it, when he's healthy, he's a good hitter. That band box over at Wrigley Field, could you imagine how many home runs a lawyer would have? You know, in 75 games? That was going to say. <laughs> 64 games, he hit 18 home runs. Wow, that's a great ratio there. Can't get him on the field. I just was looking, hopefully, for the, the White Sox to get talent that's not from the Royals organization. That's why I was asking for Morrell from the Cubs. A good team. Uh, when do you start construction on Royal Stadium here in the South Loop? <laughs> ah, I'm tired of being laughed at. Stop laughing at me. Cap, stop laughing at me. Just you and your belly laugh at the Jerry White Sox. going to take on a partner with the last name Kaufman so we can <laughs> call it Kaufman Stadium? That would be perfect, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Uh, if you're just joining us, we've been talking about Mel Kuyper's uh, first mock draft and Adunze at wide receivers at nine. At one, you know it is. It's Caleb Williams. Just getting your thoughts on, on that and um, the, the Bears. We talked in the 7 o'clock hour about change and how change is inevitable. Whether you like it or not, change is inevitable. No one's pushing Justin Fields out the door. It's a big Sophie's choice up there at Lake Forest regarding what they want to do at the quarterback position. But it's a big one because if the Bears decide Justin Fields is the guy and it doesn't work out between him and Waldron or Fields and his some of his new teammates, what do you do then? Are people really out there going to tell me they'd be upset if draft night they said, yeah, we traded Justin for a second-round pick and we have Caleb and Roma Dunze now with DJ Moore and Cole Komet and we signed in free agency – an elite center, veteran, makes all the calls, recognizes all the fronts, knows who the mic is. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, and we signed another guard. We're moving Tevin Jenkins to right. Nate Davis is to the bench as a swing, and we got a new left guard. People would be upset by that? Yes, some would, yes. Because, wow. because some do not like change. Oh. So I'm waiting for Shay to give us the question, shot or no shot. Who gets to Atlanta first, Belichick or Fields? <laughs> I'm waiting for that. Fields, because Belichick ain't going there. <laughs> looks like looks like not. Even after a second interview, where's what? where's the who's got, getting the Atlanta job? How about maybe Ben Johnson? He interviewed immediately after they won their uh, divisional round game on via Zoom. The Falcons got that in right before the deadline. I know. I, go ahead. Go ahead. How about that piece in the Athletic over the weekend about Belichick interviewing for jobs and about. Well, job, because he can only interview with Atlanta, apparently. And that that's lost momentum between Arthur Blank and Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. Try to tell people. Everybody keeps talking about Bill Belichick. Boy, if he's out there, somebody's going to hire him. He ain't all that attractive right now. You know, the trail is cold because people do not want to give him that kind of full autonomy. Again, he's not the greatest coach of all time. He's a great coach. I've never said he isn't. Number one, stop yourself. Okay. Well, the point is, though, is that he's he is hireable, but but his trail is cold. That's yes. that, that's what we're talking about. That is correct. You, you you place it where you want to place them as far as the hierarchy of coaches. That's that. I mean, that's a separate conversation. I see the rings. I see the culture that he set. I know how great he is. So, I mean, place him where you want him. Right, that's fine. I'm talking about how one of the all time great coaches, and he is, um, does not have many suitors. That says a lot does he goes into the room and is like i want to do this i want to do this i want to do this well we know we have a general manager in place i don't care is he an upgrade over sean mcdermott in buffalo because i would say no at 70 whatever no 
Yeah, you don't have to worry about McDermott, you know, tampering with your front office. I'm just saying, like, I, I, it would not surprise me in those uh, negotiations that Belichick's looking for full autonomy. We talk about this at Harbaugh all the time. Does he want to have control of the 53-man, blah, blah, blah? What do you think, Bill, what do you think Bill wants? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean he, and he has a right to ask for it. Doesn't have the right to be able to get a, a head coaching job, though. He has a right to ask, hey, I want to have all of this along with me being the head coach. Does that mean you got to give him the job? I think a lot of people talk about Bill, too, like he's some brilliant defensive coordinator. He's not. He's not a defensive coordinator. He doesn't call defensive signals. He's a special teams coach mm-hmm. who had the third worst special teams unit in football in a year where he traded up for a kicker and drafted a punter. It's unacceptable what's happened with him the past four years. I really, like, if you're a team that's looking to either win now or reset, how do you look at 71-year-old Bill Belichick, three losing seasons in four years, last year with the third-worst special teams unit in football and the fourth-worst offense, and you're going to look at that and go, that's the guy we got to get with his wagon of Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. And Josh McDaniels. Yes. Like, his wagon of broken toys. It's, it's over, man. Are you bringing Brady, too? Because otherwise, I'm not interested. It's the equivalent of, based on, in terms of success, it's the equivalent cap of Phil Jackson being able to work it out with the Bulls post-Jordan uh, and Pippen, and him staying around to coach, was it Jalen Rose? and Oh, you, you're talking about Eddie Curry Eddie. and Tyson Chandler? Yeah. And yeah. S- s- say he stayed with the Bulls for three more years. He wasn't winning with that, those teams. Absolutely not. No. And so he gets fired, and then Phil's looking for a job, and it's like, nope, no room in the inn. Well, I've got six rings. Sorry. Sorry. No, you can't be that. That's the equivalent of it. Yeah. In terms of success, right. successful coach can't get a job. Like Phil picked, oh, I get Kobe and Shaq. All right, I'm in. Let's go. But, I mean, that, that's him saying, yeah, I'm sticking around for the, the rebuild. <laughs> and not Tim Floyd, and it's Phil. Yeah, well, I got fired. Can I get a job? No, Phil. Sorry. Nobody wants to. Nobody wants to give up the control. I think that's the reason why he's not getting the calls. That's correct. That's correct. It's what comes with it. Three one two three three two. ESPN is our phone number. Crown Point. Here's Dave on ESPN one thousand. Hi, Dave. Hey, gentlemen. Uh, Cap, got a question for you. Yes, sir. Let's go back to. Let's go back to 1983, 19, 1983, 1984, Somewhere in that area. November nineteenth. Sitting around your birthday party, hmm. all of a sudden Jack Daniels appears. Mm-hmm. One guy gets it, the other guy gets the other guy. All of a sudden, next, there's a joint passing around. Mm-hmm. The other guy gets it, one guy gets it. What happened then? It was a different time in the world, man. Yeah, I was partaking. But you were passing the bottle and swinging it at the tailgate. Would you yeah. do that today? No. Why not? I'm, I'm not that guy today. I'm a different guy. Not. Not drinking out of the same bottle as five other maniacs at a tailgate. No. Okay. We used same to pass here. a ball around at college. I'm not doing that either. I never did that, so I wouldn't know what that feeling was like. It so. was fun. You wouldn't share a bo- <laughs> you wouldn't share a bottle with me, Dave. I would share a bottle with you. Hell yes, I would. Oh. I would share a bottle with Big Uncle. What's his name? Who? Shay. JT, CT, whatever it was. Who? Your, Your uncle. uncle. The guy who drank the milk. Oh, LC. Oh, LC. Yes, yes, LC. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, he had the pure... He had the, moon, he had the moonshine, Dave. Uncle LC had the moonshine. Uh-uh. Yeah, but that was, her, 
Those are big. Those are big openings. You could always turn it around. <laughs> you can't take a swig out of a Jack Daniels bottle. You got the same mouth on the opening. Wow, it's a great point. Thank you, Dave. They came in those uh, jars. You know, your your mom ever make uh, her own canned jelly? Yes, the jelly like you come in those uh, those jars. Yeah, the mason jars. The mason jars. Yeah. yeah. She did that. That's how, that's how the... the My uh, mom could cook, man. Oh, could she bake? That's how the moonshine came, usually in those same kind of jars. My mom used to send me these like, chocolate chip bars that she made from scratch. They were not, you know, some box thing. And then she'd ship this whole box of that and brownies that had the white powdered sugar on them. Mm-hmm. I would walk into my fraternity. All right, let's go. Yep. And we would tear it apart. Yes. It's the best. If you ever mistakenly drank uh, rubbing alcohol, that's what moonshine from Arkansas tastes like. Not the stuff that you get now at the bar and just like, oh, I'm drinking moonshine. How about me? Oh, my God. That's no, not that. No. No, that's. Oh, it was like you could light it oh, on God. fire. It was like drinking gasoline. Cap. For real. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't any distillery or just kind of cut that taste. It's like Everclear. Brother, it's right, right, mean, oh. right through, right through you. Have you ever had Malort? Yeah. You know, with you here in studio several oh, years ago. Oh, in studio, right. Yes. I've, I've tried it. It's mm-hmm. horrible. Yeah. yeah. It's just Chicago tradition. One of my kids likes it. He's like, I actually like it. That's, that's bananas. Remember, remember a couple of years ago in studio? That's we, right. We had Upstairs. shots. We had shots. That's right. It was fantastic. Horrible. The, uh, <laughs> the Cap and J-Hood cut of the day is right around the corner on your home for the Bears, ESPN 1000. Good morning. Glad you're along for the Cap and J Hood experience. We're here weekdays from seven to ten on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN. Hello, Chicago. Good morning, Omaha. Time now for the Cap and J Hood cut of the day, and it's brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. David Flom and Matt Moore's Dining Gem. It's an awesome creation. It is on LaSalle on the north side of the Chicago River. J Moore. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh! Whatever. Cut it. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut! There we'll talk go. to Tommy Waddle. With oh, Waddle by the Wednesday. way, one bit of breaking and news. And that is coming up next. It better, uh, it better be good for you yeah. to interrupt this tease. The Green Bay Packers have fired Joe Barry. Out. Finally, it happens. Gone. Just happened. Take that. Was that worthy, Tom? <laughs> I'm not laughing at Joe Barry. <laughs> let go. Guy <laughs> has a family, Tom. I said I'm not laughing at that. I was laughing at Jonathan's response I mean, to you. Yeah. Like Joe Barry's pro- or his job security is probably could have waited to the. the- yeah, no, it's got to happen now. Well. Got to be first gotta, in this business. Got to be first because that's where because we're in the news oh, yeah. business, right. Tom, as you well know. Exactly. We're, we're in the news gathering business. Of course. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Yep. Good job, Cat. Well, we're going to see if we can get to Tom Waddle and uh, Waddle's <laughs> Wednesday. That's coming up <laughs> on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. Here we go. Yeah. And that's all, folks. The Cap and J Hood cut of the day. Brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. It's a you know, nice day. The weather's warming up a little bit. It's a little wet out there. I would go with some French onion soup at Chicago Cut and the champagne vinaigrette dressing on the lobster salad. Amazing. Mintorio ice cream pie. Or go with the carrot cake or their chocolate cake. Thank me later. Do you have time for a friend tonight, Cap? Uh, for a little, uh, little UIC Indiana State? Where's that at? Uh, 
Credit Union One Arena. Oh, you're not heading to Terre Haute this no, afternoon. No, 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 I would not. No, I'm not. Um, you have time? Monitor two. I think my old Three. Apple Watch. Just, I can charge it. I could get you on that small oh. screen. <laughs> no, I'll watch you. I watched you the other day against uh, who was it? Cap. These games are running together now. I was just in Valpo, Valparaiso on Saturday. Who did we play? I don't remember. Who'd you play last Wednesday night? Oh, Murray State. Murray State. I watched the Murray State game almost to its entirety. When you were 18 down with a minute to go, I tapped out. (laughs) I'm gone. (laughs) Yeah. Tough times. No comeback in this. Good kids. I'm out. Uh, Maybe you can see one of the best teams in the Missouri Valley tonight. Indiana State gave Michigan Michigan State fits. Yeah, they're really good. Right there to the wire. Yeah. Yeah, So, as Tal Mizzou said at the end of the game, yeah, I probably shouldn't have scheduled them. Should have put the Sycamores in the schedule. Yeah, they're really good. Cap, today is National, scroll down, National Beer Can Appreciation Day. Beer Can Appreciation Day. What is your, when you were drinking beer, what was your favorite beer? In, um, in a can. Favorite? Well, I had a beer that I collected the cans. Mm-hmm. But I would, like, buy them at, like, card shows and all. They had them. This was a big thing back then. It was steel, Iron City beer, yeah. and it had the Pittsburgh Steelers on the cans. Different players or the teams, they were really good. So that would have been the beer if it was one I was going to drink. Wow. I'm not a huge beer guy. No, you're not. That's why I asked a difficult question on right. National Beer Day. I, First I, beer I ever drank with my brother was Bush beer. Yeah. Yeah. Cheap and get a quick buzz. Correct. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. That was it. I say the most innovative one is Coors Light or Coors Coors Light in particular, silver can. It's got you know it's got the blue tint on it, the blue, uh, blue mountains on it. Right, pretty cool. I guess the first beer can. I guess the first beer I had was uh, um, High Life Miller High, Miller Life. High Life. Yes. How about this? Shea would never unbelieve believe this. Shea, they did not sell Coors. East of the Mississippi River. You could only get it if you were west of the Mississippi back in the day when I was in college. Mm-hmm. So my friend Kevin Bingham, Kevin lived in in Colorado Springs. So he would bring, he would load the backseat of his car up after like break, yep. drive up like 20 cases of Coors. So we would have it at the fraternity. Yeah. Jay Moore? Uh, black Label. <laughs> black, black, black label. Very yeah. good can. Yeah, my, brothers, my brothers used to drink that all the time. So that was the first uh, beer that I ever saw. Big uh, Late Bob Hood would make sure that he had plenty of old style and plenty of Miller and plenty of Budweiser. That way he can crush the cans and cash them in over to the junkyard. How about that? <laughs> we thank you for listening and calling in and being part of the program. How about we do a Deal Breakers Thursday tomorrow? Oh, yeah. Get to work, Norling. Need your A games there, buddy. Thank you, Shay. Thank you, Jay Moore. Wash we'll talk to you hands. tomorrow. So, so long, everybody. Don't double dip. Take that. From Chicago.